Howdy, what's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecallendershow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Let me start with giving an update on our uh, favorite DA, Fanny, Fanny Willis. So yesterday, so stuff has been happening over the last 72 hours with the Fulton County District Attorney, Fanny Willis. She is the one that is prosecuting Donald Trump um, uh, with the, on the election case. So a judge yesterday ordered court records to be made public in the divorce involving a special prosecutor that Fanny hired, right? Fanny hired um, a fella by the name of Nathan Wade. Nathan Wade. Um, Nathan Wade and Fanny Willis were apparently having relations, right? They were involved in uh, an extramarital affair of his. I don't believe Fanny Willis is married, uh, but he was. He was. Um, So the newly unsealed court records don't include any references to the affair allegations that has roiled the case, which charges Donald Trump and 18 different allies of his of working to overturn his 2020 election loss in Georgia. AP reports the judge ordered the unsealing of the divorce case involving special prosecutor Nathan Wade after a request brought by a defense attorney who alleges an inappropriate relationship between Willis and Wade. By the way, the um, the defendant uh, is uh, Michael Roman, a uh, Trump campaign staffer and uh, one-time White House aide. Okay, so Michael Roman, uh, he's charged along with Donald Trump in uh, Atlanta, and it was his attorney that got the ball rolling on this a couple of weeks ago, and we've been covering it uh, as it has progressed. Now, Willis has defended her hiring of Nathan Wade. Um, The judge put off a final decision on whether Willis will have to sit for questioning in the divorce case if Fannie has to sit which is kind of what Fanny's do. Anyway, never mind. Um, f- whether or not she has to sit for the uh, deposition, uh, it delayed her deposition, which was originally scheduled for today. Okay, so they put that off. And uh, she has in the past defended hiring Nathan Wade. And remember, at the uh, at the church, I played this soundbite, uh, I guess it would have been last Monday, because the, the day before, at a church service on Sunday, she was talking about, how, you know, black women are going to make mistakes. <laughs> That's what she would say. She said, black women are going to make mistakes, and so, you, you, you know, we're going to stumble, you need to give us grace, and all this other stuff. And it kind of sort of sounded like an admission that, yes, she was having the relations with Wade. Right? Without saying that she was in the relationship, she was saying, yeah, we were in the relationship. Now, the problem here is that they, that they were having the relations prior to her hiring of Wade to be the special prosecutor against Donald Trump. She then paid him like 600 something thousand dollars 
And then he purchased plane tickets and cruises, which the two of them went on together because they're in a relationship. So the question now is, like, is this essentially a money laundering operation? Is she guilty of some sort of RICO statute violation? Right. At the very least, she's got a conflict. Right. This is unethical behavior. The state bar might have to take a look at her. She could actually lose her license to practice over all of this. Um, the Associated Press says that the affair allegations um, threaten to taint the prosecution with the Republican primary frontrunner and others seizing on the claims, because, of course, that's what Republicans are known for, the seizing. When they're not pouncing, they are seizing uh, on these claims to attack the case and Wade's qualifications as a prosecutor. Trump has pleaded not guilty, denied any wrongdoing, and called the charges politically motivated. Uh, so the subpoena to sit for a deposition, uh, like I said, was um, was issued by this guy, uh, Roman, Michael Roman, through his attorney. Uh, during a brief hearing in the Cobb County Superior Court yesterday, Judge Henry Thompson said that he cannot rule on whether Willis should have to sit for a deposition in the divorce case until after Wade himself is questioned, and that's going to happen later this month. Right? So that's the... That's the timeline. And this has got people I've seen on uh, uh, in the media. This has got them very upset. They're concerned that uh, they're not going to be able to get a trial underway um, before March against Donald Trump. They're very concerned about this because they believe that a trial will help them. You know, dragging Trump uh, through the trials and such they believe helps joe biden so they were hoping to have all of this stuff underway uh prior to super tuesday i guess or right in the thick of the primary season i don't know if it matters so much anymore if trump's got it all locked down right um another wrinkle here for fanny uh the fulton county audit committee which we all know about right obviously um the fulton county audit committee is now taking an interest in this case Ed Morrissey at HotAir.com noting that County Commissioner and Committee Chair Bob Ellis sent a letter to Fannie Willis demanding to know if she benefited from the taxpayer funds that she directed to Nathan Wade. Because if she did, uh, that is a big no bueno. Quote, These allegations involve your decision to appoint Nathan Wade to serve as a special prosecutor in the matter in which former President Trump is a co-defendant. Mr. Wade is alleged to, one, lack relevant prosecutorial experience in a case of this type and complexity. Number two, he's alleged to have paid for your uh, position of multiple instances of joint leisure travel. And which is weird because I would I think I think Fanny has been paying for his positions. Sorry. It's okay. It's a cheap shot, but I'll I take him. Um, and number three, he is alleged to be in a romantic relationship with you that was not disclosed to the court or to the parties in this case. Yeah, that's a problem too, right? Because the parties in the case are relying on you as the attorney to secure a conviction, and you hiring this guy with no experience simply because you're stupid him. Um, that. That's a problem for your clients, right? The people 
that you are representing that that are relying on you to prosecute the case and you went and made this hire based on who you're sleeping with and then took a whole bunch of trips using the taxpayer money like i said no bueno this is a problem uh we have jim and jeff on the line let me get jim first here hello jim welcome to the program how are you hey pete how are you hey i'm good what's up Hey, listen, I was listening to your uh, comments around the Fannie and Nathan uh, situation. I I was watching uh, Bill O'Reilly the other day, and he reported that they've got records of two visits by Nathan Wade to the White House where he had two eight-hour meetings about something. I don't know. It's a state situation. I don't know why he'd be at the White House and who he's there talking to. But to use one of their favorite words, that sounds like collusion with a capital C. Mm Mm-hmm. Something's funny is going on, and kudos to the the Atlanta Atlanta uh, newspaper for actually you know kind of breaking the story and and having it all out there yeah. every day. So that's that's not what they usually do down there. That paper's close to this kind of akin to the Charlotte newspaper. But and the last thing is, well, I don't know where Governor Kemp is. If he's a real Republican, I don't know why he isn't speaking out on this. He's kind of kind of MIA. But uh, right. Well, yeah, and that's also all I wanted to throw in there. Well, yeah, and so yes, kudos to the Atlanta Journal Constipation um, for uh, for doing for doing the journalisming here. Uh, however, like this came to light because of the the suit that was filed, or not suit, but the the challenge, right? That was fi- uh, filed by one of the defendants. So, yes, had the they not defendants- done that, I don't know if the the local newspaper would have ever gotten onto the story. That's that's true too. You're, you're right. Right, uh, but they have the yeah, but point. they have been reporting it to their credit. Yep. yep. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, and as for the uh, the uh, appearances at the at the White House, I do not know what he could possibly be doing uh, in there for eight hours. I, well, hang on a second. Was Fanny with him? Then that might change. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Jeff, welcome to the program. Hello, Jeff. What is going on? Hi, Pete. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. What's up? Good, good. Hey, enjoy the show. Uh, well, I'm sorry to, to retro back a little bit earlier in the show, but there was some um, speculation about why the groups were supporting uh, Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this is sort of in line with what uh, the, the tweet feed guy said about um, the state of politics and basically where you're voting for the, the best of the worst. Mm-hmm. But in in Nikki's case, I, I think it sort of got to the adage where you know the old saying of uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. Well, as far as the people that are supporting Haley, yeah, they want to see her stay in the race as long as possible to hurt Trump to make him spend more money yeah, on the campaigning. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think it goes beyond hurting Trump. I think I think why they want her front and center is because of her stand on uh, right to life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she, she's very documented about her support for right to life. And unfortunately, I think that's probably going to be the only issue in the upcoming election. Well, I mean, they, they're, they're going to tag either one of them. They're going to tag, had it been, like, for example, if it was DeSantis, they'd have tagged him with the heartbeat bill. Uh, but she's tried to get, you know, she has tried to uh, make some uh, distance between 
uh, right to life and then states' rights and the federalist approach, like there shouldn't be a federal ban. So she's tried to carve out that uh, in one of the debates. And as for Donald Trump, they're going to they're just going to say, you know, his court that he appointed overturned Roe v. Wade. So they're going to hang it on anybody because they believe that this is the issue that mo- or one of the main issues that motivates their voters. Right, right. And and again, it, it, it doesn't really matter uh, either way because Joe is going to win, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, just like the Tweet Feet guy said, um, they're going to steal the election again. Uh, all they have to do is split precincts in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, and Wisconsin, and again, uh, we get Joe Biden. Well, if there, I mean, again, like none of those accusations have ever been borne out. Uh, and so, you know, I, I would submit this is one of the arguments uh, that has been the least persuasive to me, which is um, that, you know, somehow or another, the 2020 election was stolen from Trump. But then why did he leave? Why did he get on the chopper and leave? Uh, and it's also, by the way, the same argument. Remember, I had a couple of uh, weeks ago with Mike uh, Daisley, who is a you know Democrat Party guy, he's uh, from Mecklenburg County, and uh, the former lawyer for the party, and you know he 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 challenged me like, why do you think Trump's not an authoritarian? I said because he got on the chopper and left, right? For, and for the same reason, I suspect like that's that it also goes the other direction, which is that he knew, as the people around him have testified that they all knew that that he had lost. Now there were there were definitely problems with the election and those problems as i understand i mean there's there's no telling if they're going to uh, persist in this upcoming race so i don't know how he clears um a 2024 race if you've got some of those same election laws still in place right if you believe that all of this was rigged and he lost it while he was in charge what chance does he have not being in charge so uh, th- these are the questions that i have they don't make logical sense well, again, it goes back to to the laws that weren't enforced in 2020 mm-hmm. because of of the sitting COVID. attorney generals, and again, the DOJ. They're not going to investigate uh, any any misdeeds by the Democrats. So there's nothing to enforce what the election laws are. Uh, that's that's the problem we've, we're facing in in 2024. Right. They can do whatever they want to with impunity. And uh, we end up with the same old Joe. Jeff, I appreciate the call, sir. Thank you very much. Good chatting with you. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply. At CarolinaReadiness.com, whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out fanny willis the district attorney down in fulton county georgia uh, who appointed her lover alleged nathan wade to be the special prosecutor in the matter in which former president donald trump is a co-defendant well word got out to some of trump's co-defendants 
and their lawyers that Fanny was having this affair with Nathan Wade. And the proof is in sealed divorce proceedings in Mr. Wade's divorce. And uh, so the the uh, the co-defendant, uh, I think his name is Michael Roman, uh, They his lawyer said, hey, we want to be able to depose uh, uh, Fanny and Nathan about this relationship that we understand has uh, been occurring and that uh, she appointed him and then they've taken all these trips on the taxpayer dime basically because she's paying him hundreds of thousands of dollars north of 600k and then they go on these cruises and, and whatnot and uh, that seems like that is inappropriate especially when you Realize that the guy has no prosecutorial experience in any kind of a case anywhere approaching this kind of complexity and um, and uh, legal ramifications, right? So he seems unqualified to get the gig, uh, but if they are having the sex, then it does make sense. And he's getting paid all the money, and then they're taking uh, vacations together to have more of the sex, then it, it makes even more sense, right? Sure. So now you've got the Fulton County Audit Committee that's taken an interest in this case, and the audit demands um, that Fannie Willis start explaining you know, whether or not taxpayer funds were used for these trips and whether she personally benefited, because that is not good. Um, the auditor demand also opens up uh, another dangerous path for her. As a Fulton County officer, she has a fiduciary duty to the county to ensure budgeted funds are properly spent. The audit committee policies, or sorry, polices those responsibilities and has every right to demand the information they're requesting. Ed Morrissey at HotAir.com says if they find that Willis has corruptly used those funds for her personal benefit and or the personal benefit of a romantic partner, they could refer the case for prosecution. And in Fulton County, uh, not or not uh, and not in Fulton County, but likely to the state attorney general's office, the current Georgia AG is a Republican named Christopher Carr. He's been the AG since 2016. Ironically, it was none other than Fannie Willis who, in her 2020 campaign, uh, attacked her uh, predecessor for um, for having these uh, sexual harassment complaints filed against him. She said, quote, I certainly will not be choosing people to date that work under me. So she's not going to date people that work under her. So maybe she's just not dating the guy. He's just working under. Anyway, um, let me just say that, she says. This was this was an appearance on the Patricia Creighton show months before she got elected. But wait, there's more. There's more. Willis accused her partner's uh, wife, who they're now estranged and like going through the divorce proceeding. Her name is Jocelyn Wade. Willis accused Jocelyn of obstruction of her prosecution of Donald Trump. So she's threatening Nathan Wade's estranged wife with what? Criminal charges. She's threatening Jocelyn Wade with criminal charges because she's accusing her of obstruction. And then she went a step further, accusing Mrs. Wade of infidelity as the cause of the divorce. So she's like, you cheated first. But Mrs. Wade's attorneys 
in their filing in response, what they, they say what they want is a clear picture of Nathan Wade's finances. That's what this is about, the equitable distribution. Um, and they want to know what he has done with the, the income he has made rather than pay support to his wife. And they say, as regards to a possible obstruction charge, Ms. Willis's implied threat to pursue charges against Jocelyn Wade and her counsel based on inconvenient facts from her personal life that are directly relevant to the ongoing divorce proceedings is an affront to the integrity of her office. So here's also a problem, right? You've got the DA threatening charges against the estranged wife of her lover that she has been apparently uh, paying after hiring him with no relevant experience and hiring him to do this work and then using the taxpayer funds that she gave to him to go on trips together. Um, The judge has scheduled a hearing for February 15th to hear a motion from the attorney for Michael Roman, who is one of Trump's co-defendants, and they're trying to disqualify both Willis and Wade. Now, I don't know if that's such a hot idea because... If the guy has no experience, wouldn't it be easier to beat him? (laughs) Um, Willis clearly cannot deny that she received financial benefits from Nathan Wade's income on the case. And Willis may have this new problem, witness tampering, using her office to silence Mrs. Wade through the threat of prosecution for this preposterous charge of obstruction that is a glaring abuse of power for personal gain. Expect that to be the focus of a lot of the uh, Trump and Trump co-defendant lawyers going forward as well. So now you're caught up on the Fanny Willis story. Right. Okay. This is from Greg. Greg says, Pete, regarding uh, Atlanta law and order, Uh, You can loot a Best Buy and not be charged, but do not dare object to your spouse's affair with a district attorney or they'll throw the book at you. I mean, duh, that's, yeah, I forgot. That is probably, that's probably one of the rules they've got down there. This is from David. He says, uh, will explaining why you are not going to vote for Trump end up hurting the down ballot races? I think it's fine to not vote if you so feel that way. I would never have voted for DeSantis if he had won this year, and I am sure you would have been fine with that. But I would not be insinuating that others should not vote for him. By arguing with your radio megaphone that people might not want to vote for Trump as a way of telling the party, quote, we don't like these candidates or incentives, a dubious argument at best, see Bush, Dole, McCain, Romney. Well, no, not at all. That's... Those were the same arguments. Those are exact same. The Trump, David, the, the Trump folks are making the exact same arguments that the Bush people and the Dole people and the McCain people and the Romney people and their supporters, the same argument they made. Exact same argument. Um, and when you keep giving a party your votes and not getting a different candidate or a different kind of candidate, uh, then the party is going to keep receiving the same signal that that these people are popular and we're going to keep doing it. I look, I for people like in um in Trump world who are so interested in destroying the GOP because that that is what I mean that's the point, right? The, look, and and the Tea Party, 
they were successful, at least for one election cycle. They did the same sort of thing where uh, the Republican Party had been sort of hollowed out. Uh, and then the Tea Party comes along after Bush and they uh, they kind of just, you know, take it over. Like, what, what are those uh, what are those crabs that like go into the go into the shells or like soda cans and stuff like that? And they just take it over. Right. And so that's what that that's what Trump world is doing. They've been very clear, explicit about it. Right. They, they want the current iteration of the Republican Party to be destroyed and replaced with something more to their liking. Um, and so and, and what else do we know that a whole lot of Donald Trump supporters and voters uh, never voted before Donald Trump came along? Right. So they. So it's the same argument. They they were when they were sitting on the sidelines because they were not interested in voting for Bush or Dole or McCain or Romney. They were doing the exact same thing. Um, anyway, back to David's email. He says, uh, "Might it also cause a lot of people who would vote conservative to just not show up to vote for governor, attorney general, senate, etc. Be careful about the unintended consequences of influencing others to not vote. Just something to think about. So uh, for starters." I said yesterday, and I've always done this, which is a uh, a huge focus on down ballot races. I always focus on the down ballot races, um, and I said that that's been my mo for the last twenty years. So, um, no, and as I said, I, I I don't tell people how to vote. You should vote just like me. I never say that. People are going to vote. You ever you have your own agency. If you're relying on me to tell you who to vote for, um. I mean, I, I think that's that that's lazy. You need to know who the candidates are yourselves, you know, because um, that's that that's your vote. You get to decide who you support. Uh, but to your point, David, here's a message from Dillard, who says, uh, "Why this is a subject line? Why Nikki Haley beats Trump?" This is what you should be talking about instead of the easily debunked claims of election rigging you promote about the 2020 election. Nikki Haley has every chance to win the nomination because Trump is clearly mentally unstable. It should be obvious that he is in fear and lashing out more irresponsibly every day. She just needs to let him fail because he's in so much legal trouble that he can't think straight. No wonder she's gaining and your boy DeSantis dropped out. DeSantis was never going to go anywhere. Everyone seemed to know this but you. So I think there's a little bit of wish casting. Um, And in fact, uh, going back to the fall, I was noting that uh, DeSantis did not look like he was going to be able uh, to to beat Donald Trump in the primary. I don't know if I've ever, because I, I don't make election predictions, so I, I never said that he was going to beat Donald Trump. In fact, I was lamenting that he wasn't. And after the indictments, it became very clear. I did want to vote. I don't like the fact that he dropped out so early before we all had a, other states had chances to weigh in, but that's his call. He's able to do it. Anyway, that's a wrap. I'll see you tomorrow. Stick around. Brett Winterbull's up next. Don't break anything while I'm gone.